Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. We read from Colossians chapter 1. We'll start in verse 9 and read through the 20th verse. Let's hear the word of God. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him, in Jesus, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven by making peace through the blood of his cross. This is the word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Did you know that today is the reign of Christ Sunday? Who knew that? It's the reign, right? Okay. Yeah, a couple of people did. We've got probably got some Episcopalian folks with us, some Anglican folks. See, yes, it is the reign of Christ Sunday. <laughs> the church is invited on reign of Christ Sunday to consider what it means to live under the reign of Jesus Christ. We American Christians, uh, we don't have a very good frame of reference for what a reign is, do we? We don't know about a, a reign. Our leaders have terms. We, we say they have a four-year term. We don't really want anybody reigning over us. We decided that, what, 246 years ago. We don't like folks to be reigning over us. But you talk to a good, uh, a good 
British Methodist Christian today, and you'll discover they are celebrating still 70 years under the reign of who? Queen Elizabeth, yeah, they, they know all about Queen Elizabeth. They've been 70 years under her reign. They understand reign better than we do. Their society has been shaped by one woman for 70 years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? She did not create uniformity of thought or action. They still fight as much as we do. But having that central figure created a remarkable unity among the people. If you've been watching The Crown on Netflix, anybody been watching The Crown on Netflix? You might say, it's downright miraculous. <laughs> Not just remarkable, it's miraculous that it has worked for that long. It's interesting to think about the reign of Jesus during a time in history when the church seems to be tearing itself apart. It's kind of interesting to think about the reign of Jesus while we're tearing ourselves apart competing images of what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ, battle it out on Christian radio. Are we a hospital for sinners, a sanctuary for saints, or are we a mission outpost in some foreign land? Different denominations are sure that they've got it right, and we're happy to condemn each other. Factions within our own denomination, while we line up like siblings fighting over who's going to get mama's Christmas china, all of it happens under the rain of Jesus Christ, perhaps, perhaps we don't understand what it means to be under the reign of Jesus. Paul helps us a lot in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14 say so much to us. Paul prays that we would have a deep understanding of what God is actually doing in the world through Jesus, that we would be strong through the power of God, that we would be patient and thankful as the purposes of God work out for the good of this tired old world. Patient and thankful are things that don't often describe me. <laughs> Paul says, God rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. What does it mean that God chose you to be part of God's kingdom? You had just one responsibility in that choosing, to respond to God's grace and power through faith. What is faith? Faith is a belief that drives some kind of an action. Not a one of us earned anything. We were all given our seat at this table by the one who plucked us out of the darkness just because he loved us. That's our story. That's the story Paul is telling to the Colossians. We sometimes forget that each of us is here only by God's invitation. We sometimes expect things of each other as if some of us have earned our place while others have not. <laughs> That's not the reign of Christ. That is the reign of pride. The devil rules that kingdom. We keep reading verses 15 through 20. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In, through, and for him, all things in heaven and earth were created. In him, all things hold together. How many of us living under the reign of Christ 
desperately look to find where all things hold together. Everything seems so disconnected, dishonest, disillusioned, violent, broken. Where can we look to see where all things hold together? Well, under the reign of Christ, look to Jesus. In Jesus, all things do hold together, even when we can't see it, and we rarely can see it. That's what faith is about, isn't it? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, what is faith? Faith is the confident assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. Sometimes, if I'm being honest, I want to live in a world where I don't have to do the hard work of faith, where I don't have to do that, but that isn't the reign of Christ. Our faith requires hard work, humility, patience, and grace toward others. It requires that we believe the best about each other until it becomes true, not because it is already true. That is very, very hard to do in today's world. I am convicted today as I read these words of my desire that faith should be easier than it is. Nobody ever promised that. Jesus, in fact, said the opposite. (laughs) What I think I want, an easy kind of faith, why, that is not the reign of Christ. That is the reign of ease, comfort, and settling for the image of faith. Selfishness reigns over that kingdom, not Jesus. We must not settle for just the image of faith of the real thing. We keep on reading here. We discover Jesus has chosen the church, the church as his physical presence in this world. There is no hint of denomination and faction in these words. In the church, the whole thing, the fullness of God is pleased to dwell with all its mysterious beauty among all of God's mysterious people. And through Jesus, God has already, God has already reconciled all things to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross. How the church acts and lives in the world either helps people meet this Jesus who has done this or scares them away. That's how it happens. Oh, what harm have we done? Shattering the unity of the spirit that is the bond of peace with arguments in the whole church about right answers to wrong questions. That's not the reign of Christ. That is the reign of terrified people who struggle to fully trust Jesus. It doesn't mean that there's not right and wrong and truth, but it does mean there is a right way and a wrong way to get at truth. The wrong way is with arrogance and pride acting like we, the church of today, have to redo Jesus' work because he didn't get it exactly right the first time. The right way is the daily study, searching, and living of these scriptures with humility, community, and the Holy Spirit always deepening our spiritual wisdom and understanding while we walk humbly with the Lord our God. That's what the reign of Christ looks like, a church where we know that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, a church where our task is to love people gently toward Jesus and toward holiness. 
Paul teaches us that the most important question is this, who is this Jesus anyhow who reigns over all and through all and in all? Who is Jesus? Jesus is God in human flesh, the first and the last. Jesus is the fullness of God. If we dare to trust in his grace, to call him our king, our savior, our Lord, we are right now then caught up with him in the light that is chasing away the darkness from this tired old world. It is new creation and it strikes fear in the hearts of all those who lean on broken weapons of oppression, fear, and death. We laugh, we laugh in the face of despair, joyfully giving thanks to the one who strengthens us with his glorious power as we endure with a hopeful patience that gives birth to God's good work in this world right now today, even through our messy but faithful living. So I ask you who worship Jesus, who call him your king, if this is who Jesus is and we are who we are, how then shall we live? As those wrapped up in our security blankets of comfort, success, easy faith, and the hope of a peaceful retirement, never. We will live as the people of God's new creation, finding suffering, pain, brokenness, and pouring our lives out in the direction of hope until all is well for everybody. We live as those who have no king but Jesus. No kingdom, but the one in which God says everybody matters and that everybody will have what they need to flourish and that God is determined to save them all through the blood of Jesus. We have no king but Jesus and we will storm the gates of hell by his side until it is empty and the whole world is set ablaze with the hope of God's love and the gentle holiness of God's people. I must ask you, I must ask myself, is that what you are doing with your life? It can be. It can be. That's what you were made to do. You are God's beloved children, being made whole by God's grace so that you can bless the world. That is why your response of faith matters so much. In the reign of Christ, God is working to rescue the whole world from the power of darkness. He has called you and equipped you to help. The question is, maybe an even more important question, will you do it? Will you help? Only you can answer that. By God's grace, you will, and I will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may the people of God say, Amen. <laughs>